This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. And so as we begin a new year together as the church, I want us to think about the way that we tend, the way that we cultivate one of the most precious things in our life, our relationship with God. What are those personal spiritual practices that you will engage in this year that will help draw you near to God, that will help you connect with Him? What activities, what habits, what rhythms will you pursue that will help cultivate that flourishing, growing, beautiful relationship with God in your everyday life? And I know that some of you know exactly what I'm talking about, or you've seen it in the lives of others. You know, the kind of rhythms that cultivate an intimate life with God where you just can't help but long to be with Him. Where you consistently take great delight in the joy of simply being in His presence, unhurried, uninterrupted, just by yourself and for yourself. And where it's so ingrained into your weekly and daily rhythm that, that if you miss it for whatever reason, if it gets crowded out, man, you acutely feel the absence of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Blessed is the one, the book of Psalms opens. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the Lord, who meditates on his Lord day and night. That person, you can be, I can be, like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit or flowers in season, whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Who wants them? Who wants that to be true? of our relationship with God this year. To be planted, to be established, to have our roots down deep, drawing richly on the living water. Our faith and our life resilient, growing, flourishing, bearing fruit. So my question this morning is really simple. How are you going to go about that this year? How are you gonna go about that this year? Well, one quick thought, and then we're going to invite some people up to share how, how they've wrestled with this and how they've sought to do it over the course of their life. But first, just want to actually take a step back and, oh, this isn't working, so I might need you to, to do some flicking for me. Awesome. There are those questions. Uh, next one is someone, and if we go to the one after, that would be great as well. So what we see is that Jesus in this, as in all things, is the great model and the great example for us. Now, the gospel writers are primarily concerned with recording the public ministry of Jesus, aren't they? The things that he did, the things that he said, what he taught, the miracles that happened, and what that reveal about him, and what that reveals about God, what that reveals about us. And yet there was something about Jesus' personal life that was so noticeable, so observable, that it can't help but also be included in our accounts of this man's life. And so Luke, the historian, when he's talking to uh, people who are recounting their eyewitness accounts of Jesus and the way that he lived, he is stunned by how much time and time again Jesus withdraws to go and be with the Father. So if we can grab that um, next slide, thank you. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed, Luke 5, 16. Luke notices that as people are reporting back to him about the life and the pattern of, of living that Jesus has, is that this is something that he just did. He did often. Other uh, translations have this. This is something he did frequently. 
Uh, one translation even translated, this was his pattern. It was his habit. It was his normal rhythm to go to an environment where he could be alone with God in order to connect with God. And so we'll read through the Gospels, and there's just a few examples up there, that Jesus will get up early um, to spend time with God, or he'll stay up late to spend time with God. Mark 1, verse 35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark. That's when your eyes should still be shut, unless a child wakes you, in my opinion. But very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place and prayed. Well, likewise, Luke 6, verse 12, one of those days Jesus went up to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. We see Jesus retreat to be with God, to spend time with God before key moments as well. So before a key decision, the choosing of the 12 apostles, uh, we read uh, in, in Luke chapter 6 that he spends that night in prayer, presumably seeking God's wisdom and direction and leading. Uh, and then he goes into the next day and what's before it, having connected with God. Uh, before hardship and before stepping into the fullness of his purpose, um, as he lays his life down on the cross, we see Jesus retreat for a time of prayer. And you can see how important it is to him in the conversations that he has with Peter, James, and John in order to pray. We see Jesus, after receiving heartbreaking news, instead of lamenting or falling apart, immediately retreat to be with God. So this is uh, Matthew chapter 14. He hears the news of John the Baptist's death. And Matthew records for us that Jesus immediately retreats goes away to be with God, to process with God, to receive comfort and mercy and encouragement, strength in the Lord. And Mark 6 is um, one of the examples that, that always really stands out to me. It's after the feeding of the 5,000. And if you, if you know the story, um, this is an incredibly massive day for Jesus and the disciples, an incredibly massive ministry day. I mean, they've, they've had to walk, crowds are gathered, there's teaching, there's healing. And this would have happened so long and so much throughout the day that by the end, people are still hanging around. They still want more. They've got nothing to eat. And then there's that amazing miracle, um, the multiplication of literal, physical manner, uh, food to feed this giant crowd. And at the end of such a day, I don't know about you, but the first thing I'd want to be doing is to going and like either blowing off steam or putting my feet up on the couch or just what is the shortest path between me and bed, right? It's a massive, massive, massive day. It would have been emotionally draining, mentally draining, physically draining as, as he projected his voice as they walked around, as they picked up all those basketfuls of leftovers. And yet we read that Jesus will go and be with God into the wee hours of the morning. If you know what happens next, he goes out to see his disciples on the water and the scripture records for us that it was nearly dawn. So after this massive day, he retreats to be with God. Not just a token, but hours spent sitting at the feet of his father. And so you've got to ask yourself, right, that if Jesus spent that much time alone with God in his three short years of earthly ministry, how much more do I need to? How much more... Do you need to spend time alone with God for yourself? Now, I was thinking about this this week. Perhaps not the, that's not the only thought that we can glean from Jesus' pattern here. Because uh, Jesus is himself fully God, yes? Good, good. It's good theology. Well done. Gold star, January 8th. Jesus is God, and so he's been with God for eternity before turning up in the pages of our scripture in flesh. In John chapter 1. 
That's an eternity of being with God, of knowing God, of being known by God, of enjoying God, of, of, and, and loving that, that whole triune dance that's been going on since before time. And so for Jesus, you just also wonder, I assume, that it's not just a need for his earthly ministry, but there is a very real and genuine desire, a longing to be with his Father, to connect with his Father. It doesn't matter whether the days were hard or easy, long or empty, Jesus would make time, make opportunity to connect and to be in the presence of God. So these practices that we'll think about and we'll talk about today of Bible reading and prayer, journaling, maybe gratitude, confession, maybe sitting in silence, these patterns of actually maybe going to a physical place uh, or um, scheduling out, blocking time in our diary to be with God. These aren't about fulfilling man-made burdens or religious obligations, are they? They're about drawing us to be near the one that we love. It's about us wanting to be with the one who knows us and who loves us and who made us. The one in whose presence he speaks over us afresh of our identity, who comforts us, who guides us, who strengthens us, who empowers us, in whose presence there is life and life and healing and joy. So why wouldn't we not want to be with him? Spending time for ourselves, unhurried, uninterrupted, connecting with our loving creator God. But it can be hard, can't it? So we're going to lean on some of the wisdom of some friends in the room. Uh, so throughout January, we're going to get uh, a few people up because uh, we love learning from one another about what it means to follow Jesus and how that finds expression in each other's lives. So I'm going to invite my lovely panel up. Sue, do you want to come up? Alana, Thomas, who else do we have? Claire over there as well. Come and grab a seat. And you can make them feel welcome. It's quite daunting. Come on up. <laughs> it can be a little daunting to share, share your inner life with God in front of uh, people in the room and online. Come on in, grab a seat, grab a seat. And uh, Sue, so grab the mic. <clears throat> I'm just going to start by just, I, I didn't give you this one, but I figured we probably should introduce ourselves. Can you share with everybody what your name is, how long you've called NVBC home, and how long you've been following Jesus? Um, I'm Sue Solomons, and I've been at MVBC ooh, five, five years. Um, what else? <laughs> uh, how long have you been following Jesus? Oh, and I've been, oh, I was just thinking, I've been following Jesus for half a century. <laughs> I just wish there was more to show for it, but I, I have been doing that. <laughs> nice. Hello, my name's Alana. Um, I think this is the fifth year as well. <laughs> I've been here. Um, I'm, yeah, so I started in youth and then I came to the church maybe a year after you started going to youth. Um, what was? Following Jesus. Um, it's been when I was a kid because I didn't really come from like a Christian. Christian family, well, like, and it, it's kind of confusing. Like, they went to a church before I was born, 
um, but then they really didn't like it or something like that. Um, I think it also might be the fact that I was born when my mum was 17. So. <laughs> um, but um, it's been a bit rocky road, so like um, I would be really like, I would be noticing like miracles and all that um, and I'd be like, okay, this is a God. And I know, I knew who God was and all that with school and everything. And, but I never really say I dived into it until I came here. Hmm. So, but like I've always kind of known like, oh, there, there's a God and he's been showing me things saying that he is here. And I've kind of like dove into it a little bit. Like I got, had a Bible and all that and I would read every so often, um, but, yeah, I don't think I really knew who God was or really had a relationship with him until I started going here. Um, so, yeah. Um, my name's Claire. Um, I have been oh, on and off, actually, in VBC. I did start coming here when I was about 15, 16, and then went to uni and did various things and moved away and came back probably about... 10 years ago with a husband and children. And um, yeah, so we've been back here for a little while now. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, um, which was a real blessing. Um, my faith journey is, yeah, a bit same. It's a little bit organic. It's sort of, you, um, you, you have your, your concept of God and the, real, the reality of God in your life is, is ever-changing every single day. So I would have said I was a, a teenager, young young teenager when I first came to faith, but my, my faith grows every single day and with every new experience. Um, so I would still say I'm coming to faith all the time. I'm Josh Thomas. Uh, we came, Shibana and I came to NVBC about three and a half years ago. And uh, I've been a Christian pretty much my whole life, grew up in a Christian family as well, and uh, uh, was baptised at the age of 12, and uh, I think it was pretty much at that time that, that I really solidly committed to, to life with Jesus. So the relationship has gone on from there. Mm, nice. Well, I invited these guys to obviously just to share a little bit of that, about their personal times with God, and they're certainly, I'm sure they want me to say, they're not up here as the experts, but just as people who have, who have learnt and uh, have had to journey with what that means uh, for them to draw close. So if we can grab that uh, next slide. Oh, here we go. So here's just the first uh, question for them. What have you found helpful over the years? What's been really helpful in drawing close to God? I'll start yeah. Um, so I, was th um, I had a, a mentor several years ago who um, set up a pattern for himself that I've kind of taken on board a little bit. And he said um, he takes, I think it was like an hour a day, a, a day a month and a week a year uh, to get away and retreat. And uh, I've taken that on board and uh, that's become a bit of my pattern or something that I want to, to try to do and that's uh, something that I want to continue doing uh, going into this year. Um, I have, uh, am in a habit at the moment. I, I work an hour away from home, so I have an hour of driving. Um, I spend that hour either um, in road rage. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, listening to a whole bunch of different things, but I think um, I could uh, make use of that time a little bit more, and we're going to talk about what, what our aims are in, into the future, but um, 
utilizing that time in the car to uh, to do some more stuff to, to connect with God. But uh, in the last couple of years also, I've been uh, doing a lot of uh, street walking uh, around my neighborhood uh, just for fitness and so forth. And I spend a lot of time praying during that time. And I, I it's during sunrise and it's just an incredible time of the morning um, to, to kind of prepare your heart for the day. So, uh, so that's a, a beautiful rhythm that I enjoy each and every day. Uh, so that's my, my personal journey on a daily basis. Please forgive me referring to my notes. <laughs> okay, so for me, um, I love reading, well, obviously the whole Bible, but the Old Testament stories really speak to me. And I read them and I read the little, you know, the little footnotes at the bottom um, and, and the little cross-referencing parts that are down the, you know, down the middle or on the side. And I, and I just love reading those. I, I um, find it really brings the story to life. It just gives a, an incredible insight into what was happening for these people and, and their life and the cultural context. Um, and, I, and I love reading the cross-references the cross references and it's amazing how often um, a, a story or a, or a theme is over here and then it's over here and then it's over here and you just, you just see God at work and it's really, really clear. And I find that when I, when I do that, it makes the characters super relatable. I can, I can see God at work in their life and then I can see God at work in my life. And I started this practice a long time ago, of writing these little um, encouragements, because I, I would invariably be encouraged when I would do this, and I'd write them down in a journal. And um, you know, I'll be the first to admit that this is a, it's a, um, it ebbs and flows, my immersion in this practice. But it, it um, when, I, when I write this down, whatever it might be, just a little verse or the meaning of a word or um, what I sensed, you know, God speaking into my spirit at that time, um, I feel so connected with God in that moment. It just draws me super close to God and it, um, it really encourages me. And then when I read back over that little journal, um, I'm taken straight back to that place of when I first, you know, discover the meaning of that word or, or realise this thing about that particular character or person or what was going on for them in that story. And I'm taken straight back to that, that connected sense with God. Um, and I found that to be just a really valuable yeah. thing for me. Perfect. Got to look at it again. <laughs> um... I've got the worst memory, so <laughs> that's a little thing about me. <laughs> um, so when it comes to rhythms and routines, um, I'd say my routine would be like my f best thing with connecting to God and everything like that is with my um, like my Christian friends and my Christian community, um, like connect groups I love because they <laughs> remind me of like the, the importance of connecting with God and like praying to him and um, building your relationship with him because my life is hectic. <laughs> um, it's just busy, always. <laughs> my mind's in like different places all the time. So um, really having that downtime and the connection with um, other people my own age and like them having the same struggles and all that um, really helps me to be like, 
okay, let's find my centre um, and find my um, what I should really be focusing about and um, like what what my what my priorities are. Like God, He created me, so I need to um, like pray to Him and thank Him for me being here and. Um, also just like how is he um, using me in my work field or like how is he using me in what I do like what I'm doing now or what I'm doing tomorrow or whatever Um, and just asking him as well like okay where am I going with this because here's a little insight (laughs) I'm struggling a lot at work (laughs) because I have to do with zero to two-year-olds, and let's just say none of them have been in care before. So this week has been the hardest week of my whole entire life. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I woke up this morning and I was, like, I, what, wait, what day was it? I woke up on Friday, no, Saturday morning, and I was just so dizzy because I was so exhausted and I didn't get the sleep I need and I was just all over the place and also with the random weather it's not making it any easier but it's just to like take a breath step back and be like okay god please help me with today I need your strength because if I don't have your strength it's not gonna be a good day (laughs) um but yeah um so my ribbon and routine would be just really seeing where he can help me within my day and help my stress and also how I can, how my group and my connection, my connect group can help me and I help them with like knowledge of the Bible and other things like that and like wisdom as well because we're so grateful to have um, the Millers as our connect um, leaders. Not saying that you guys are old, but <laughs> but it's great to have someone that's a little bit more older and has gone through these things to be like, it's okay, like you're going to get through this. I've been through this and it's just going to be a, a little bit of a speed bump, but you're going to be all right. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'd say that's my rhythms and routines. <laughs> yeah, um, I just wanted to say one thing that God's showed me over the last few years that it really is okay to pray about that quiet time, to ask him to, to help you. And if it's feeling like you're talking to a brick wall, then ask him and I think he's great at giving you new ideas, changing it up a bit, and and giving you really practical help. So I'm just mentioning it because I hadn't thought about that for a lot of time. Um, I think I've kind of developed a sort of rhythm within a rhythm, if you like. So um, within my quiet time, which I try to do every day, but it really doesn't always happen, sadly. Um, but the way I start is I remind myself and, and I also remind God actually of, of who he is and of his characteristics and his nature and his, his love for me and um, his capabilities. And I might use a, a, a line from a worship song 
or um, or a verse, like something like Waymaker, and say, Lord, remember you're um, you're the promise keeper. That means you keep your promise. You keep your promises, so I can trust that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You're my light in the darkness. So you're going to come through for me when I don't know what to do with this situation. And and I just kind of remind myself of all these things. And my faith grows as I do that. So that I, I you can just sense something, almost change in an atmosphere, and, and you sense his presence. And that's how I, I like to... To start, so that I'm, I'm full of faith. I'm, I'm really believing. I'm really aware of Him, um, and I think that um, perhaps that intentional seeking of His presence is is something that's become greater as I've got older, and I rely on that a lot more. Um, that's my my one aim in my. Uh, in my quiet time is to really seek his presence and connect with that. And I think that's made me um, search for uh, worship nights and that sort of thing. Don't forget ours on the 22nd. Is that right? (laughs) Um, But even if there isn't a worship night on, there's always your living room and there's fabulous podcasts. um, We've got we're blessed with so many amazing worship leaders and, and musicians these days that I find are so good just to lead you into worship. And so I would do that at home. And, and I really have found that God does inhabit the praises of his people. And it's so been so encouraging. And we've had so many words in season during those little times in our front room. Um, yeah, I think that's that bit for that. Yeah, no, that sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, you know, worship is definitely a huge one for me in my own personal uh, practices of connecting with God. So, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that one. Um, Claire mentioned before that ebbs and flows uh, in your own Christian life, and I think it's probably fair to say that most of us would resonate with that, that there are different times where we're, we're really disciplined and we're consistent and, we're, you know, things are white hot when it comes to actually getting away to be with Jesus, and there, there are times where the busyness of life seems to crowd it out or just... We've been doing the same thing and it was working and it's not working anymore. So the next question is, what difference do you notice uh, in your life when you are in those rhythms that draw you closer to God versus maybe those times where they get um, crowded out? Since you talked about ebbs and flows. Okay. Um, yeah, so my, my little um, journal writing practice, yes, it definitely ebbs and flows. And when I am really immersed in this practice um, and, you know, just reading these little segments and writing down whatever I am inspired by, um, it gives me a, a new frame of, of reference, I suppose, for how I look at everyday life and and it changes that, that inner dialogue that I have when I'm navigating the situations that I, I face. Um, I've got a little example. I, um, I love, I love, love the story of Esther. And I've read it so many times, um, which is easy because it's quite short. But um, it, um, you know, it's so incredible when she, you know, she finds, she finds out about Haman's plot 
to, you know, to eradicate the, the Jews and, and uh, the Israelites, sorry, and she, um, and Mordecai tells her and then she plans to go to King Xerxes and just present a request. And this is hugely risky for her and, and reading about culturally what it meant for her back then has been so powerful for me to see how incredibly courageous she was. You know that line where she says, you know, if I perish, I perish. And, you know, I'll go and I'll pray and I'll, I'll do this thing. I'm going to put aside my personal safety and comfort and, and my own interests. And I'm just going to do this thing because I know it is the right thing to do. And, and, I'm, and I feel God's, you know, calling me to do this thing. And I had an experience um, towards the end of last year I had to um, confront my boss about something really quite significant that had happened in the workplace. And I was, I was, I was terrified. And, you know, it wasn't, wasn't life or death like, like Esther's situation. But it was significant. Um, there was a very real possibility that I would lose my job, that, that my job would be completely terminated. And because Ron and I are, you know, under the same employer, that it would be both of us. So it would be our entire um, finance ended. But I knew it was the right thing to do. And we had prayed about it and we knew this was the right thing to do. And I remember walking up the stairs to my boss's office and, you know, I had the jelly legs and I just thought, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And I had that frame of reference. I thought, no, Esther, this is the right thing to do. I know this is the right thing to do. I've got to put aside my, my own personal safety and interests and my comfort because I know this is the right thing to do. And, and it, it, changed, it changed things. It, it, like you were saying, Sue, it brought a whole new element of God at work right there in my life. And I walked into um, her office and a miracle happened. It wasn't anything like we had expected. Ron was there as well. And it was extraordinary. Um, it, what I had to say was received really, really well. Um, it completely flipped turned things around. There were some major changes that occurred in the workplace that made it safer for everyone. And, and we, you know, um, we couldn't believe it. It was absolutely incredible to see how um, God carried me through this very, very difficult situation um, and, and brought about an incredible result and outcome. And all I needed in that moment when I felt terrified was just, hang on a second, I remember that story. This is the right thing to do. And it just gave me that frame of reference. It doesn't always work like this. Um, sometimes when I'm not in a good rhythm with this practice, um, it goes the other way. And I remember um, what happens when it's, when it's in that space, which unfortunately I've been a little bit in of, of late just because of busyness. But I remember in the, when the children were young and they would get sick and I'd... Um, and, and, and this would cause, you know, I'd, I'd start to feel anxious. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do about this? My child's sick. What do I do? And I'd go and read all the baby books and, and look up stuff and, you know, be going through, and my anxiety would increase and I'd start to get fearful and, you know, you know almost get that panic. And, um, and, and I it started to do, and that, that voice in my head, that internal dialogue was you know, what I was reading on the, on the page or what I'd found or... And um, I had this moment of clarity, I remember, one day where, you know, almost like when you have a little 
you know, your own self sitting on your shoulder watching down. I'm looking at myself going, what am I doing? I am letting this, what I'm reading in the baby book, whatever, be louder and in my head than what God says about this. What does God say about, about anxiety and, and sickness and fear? And, and um, I'm, I'm reading the wrong book. And I went and picked up my Bible and started reading about, you know, anxiety and, and, and prayer and sickness. And, and suddenly the, the, I felt calm and it, and it came back down. And I was reminded in that moment, that's right, I've got to make... My frame of reference has got to be what God says about this situation rather than what anyone else in the world, in, you know, out there in the world says about this situation. We've just been talking about worship and it, it will be a slight tangent from what we're on about this, uh, this question, but uh, I want to do a shout out to our worship team. Um, when you choose music, you're probably thinking just on Sunday morning, what are we going to sing? What are we going to fill up our service with? What's the theme of the day? I think I can probably speak for all of us. Those earworms are with us all week. So that, that moment that you choose your music, um, that is an ordained, God-ordained moment in which you are planting with in all our hearts our rhythm of worship for the rest of the week, if not forever. Um, the number of times we walk through our home, um, Shivana hates me whistling, um, but I did catch her whistling yesterday. She went, did you hear that? I said, yes, you were whistling, weren't you? But um, I'm a, in a family of hummers and whistlers and so forth, and every, every uh, once in a while we hear a tune that we recognise and someone's got one of the worship tunes that we've just sung last week or the week before or something that we've just learnt. And... Um, those worship songs, we're a very musical, not necessarily musically talented family, but we love music and to, to um, have that as part of our rhythm of, uh, of worship throughout our lives, uh, throughout our weeks, um, and, and just the words that come with those uh, catchy tunes as well uh, encourage us uh, and each other as we whistle those tunes uh, each and every day. Uh, how our connection with God uh, ebbs and flows... Um, yeah, I, I, I do find, probably like most of us, when, when things are going well, it's, uh, it's easy to say, look, God, I got this. Uh, and when things are tough, that's when we lean into God. Um, my endeavour is always to be connected with God through the good and the bad, uh, through the mountains and the valleys all the same. And, uh, and so to, to make a daily routine of connecting with God, not just the, the days that, you know, things are not going well or I've got some concerns about the, the day ahead, but um, the prayers will be very different. The, the connection with God may be different, um, but uh, the connection with God should always be a constant, a, a yearning to be uh, and to be known by God. And, uh, and so... Uh, I, I find whenever I do spend time with God, I, I can't wait till the next time I meet with God. Um, and, and God says, well, I'm, I'm here with you all the time, mate. Just, I'm, you know, just call out, I'm here. Um, but, you know, even to have that structured time uh, each day, each week, each month, each year, um, to, to truly connect with God, um, you know, we, we do that and we help each other in our connect groups and in our, in, in our church uh, family. But ultimately, it's, it's up to you as an individual how you're going to connect with God. God, uh, 
People can't do it for you. You have to do it yourself. You have to reach out to God. You need to commit yourself to God. You need to rely on God yourself. And, uh, and so we do all need to have that personal commitment to connect with God each and every day. So, um, so yes, I, I find myself very unprepared if I haven't spent time with God for a period of time. I certainly feel distant from God. I, I feel like I, I'm walking alone. Um, lots of those kinds of feelings when, when I haven't connected with God, uh, included him in my decision making, included him in my worship, included him in my rhythm of the day. And, uh, and so, yes, there are those consequences of not connecting, but also the, the benefits of connecting obviously give you um, motivation, strength, um, guidance and, 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 um, and focus uh, for the day. And, uh, and to know that God is with you and, and ask, uh, as you ask him to guide you, um, you just know that um, you're not doing it alone. And in fact, you're doing it uh, to glorify him and to bring him glory. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I find. Mm, nice. Uh, <clears throat> conscious of time, so we might just jump to the last question, if that's all right. Um, so I've asked these guys, what's their heart for how they want to connect with God this year? Oh, okay. Um, well, a friend of mine had, had just re received a word from God about how he wanted to dance with him. And, and by that he meant he wanted to dance like a, a father with a child, with a child standing on his feet. And he said, I want, I want to dance with you like that. I want you to move with me, to be in tune with me, to be in sync with me. And I thought, what a beautiful picture of um, having that great connection with God. And so I would love my uh, quiet times to become a place where that starts. Um, and I have a few things to deal with. I have to get my phone under control. So embarrassing at my age, but really um, it's got me and I really have to work out a strategy to sort that thing out because it's interfering, it's disturbing my quiet times of the Lord. My, you know. So that's my aim for this year. Um, I'd say my aim for this year is to... Um, be more present with God um, because, well, <laughs> it's probably nothing compared to if you have a child 24-7, but I would say that my life is pretty busy. Um, and because of this, I feel like sometimes I just sweep God under the carpet and just forget about him. But I just, I really want to be connected with him this year, um, especially because some things... Um, on the last week of December, some things kind of reappeared, and I found it actually really hard to come, like, to come to church a little bit. Like I was here um, a few weeks ago, and I had to go out in the foyer because I it was too hard for me because I had recently just lost my um, grand, um, my pop, who I only really met maybe seven years ago um, due to some like family difficulties as my mum was like an affair baby and all that um, but listening to my auntie's speech who I've never met before just really pulled on my heartstrings as um, I lost my dad when I was 
seven. So it was really hard to like listen to that and um, just keep down all my feelings about that. Um, just like the thing she said is like he was a great person and like um, just growing up with him in the house and all that, it was, <sighs> it was hard to keep down all those feelings and I know they're coming back up and I'm just like, I really, really need God. Um, well, I really need to connect with God and so he can help me through this so I can be healthy and really just um, have more of a clear path of how this year's gonna be and not go down that like tunnel because <laughs> I've been down that tunnel many times and it's, it's not healthy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd say that my, my thing for this year is to just really, really connect with God, really build a stronger relationship with him and so he can be there by, by my side and I notice him being there by my side um, so he can just help me through those hard times. Um, yeah. Um, this year I'd like to hear God's voice more clearly in my everyday life um, and trust his guiding um, more yesterday, Ron and I went on a little bit of a belated Christmas present to each other. Um, we went to lunch in Sydney, which was really nice. And we were in the botanical gardens, so we parked at the Opera House parking. And when we were leaving, we um, put in the GPS to come home. And um, we noticed that the, um, the, the Car Hill Expressway was closed. They were doing some roadworks. And the GPS was telling us, she was saying to, to go down... Yeah, to, to the eastern suburbs and do a U-turn on a main road and then to come back and we're looking at it thinking this is going to add so much time and a U-turn on a main road, that sounds like the dodgiest thing ever and we're going the completely wrong direction and we, we're just like, oh, I don't know, maybe we should just go through the city, like we've done that before, we know what we're doing, we can see it right here, maybe, maybe, the GP, maybe she can't really see this roadworks here. And then we went, no, this, this is, this, there's a satellite image. We, we can't see. Let, so we trusted the GPS. You can see where I'm going with this, can <laughs> and, um, and we went, we went the way, you know, that she said, and it was like two minutes down this road. This, this beautiful traffic-lighted U-turn that perfectly dovetailed us back to where we were meaning to go. And before we knew it, we were, you know, on our way home and we avoided the city and it was... It was, um, it was great, and I, I want to trust God like I trusted that GPS. Um, God has a satellite image of, of me, where I'm at. He also has a satellite image of the future and um, of, of where I'm going to be, and, and he has an amazing plan that connects those two images together, and it's for my good, and, and I want to trust that more, and how I plan to do that this year is to get my journal out again mm, nice. and uh, just simply as I alluded to earlier uh, spending more time in the car um, utilizing that time to get onto some podcasts and some worship tracks and things like that just to make the most of that time to take my ideas off off the traffic listen to the lady who's from Google Maps but uh, still utilize that time to connect with God if possible 
Amazing. Well, can we thank um, these four for, for sharing a little bit of their life and their heart? Thank you each. You know, it's uh, such a significant area, and I've obviously given many messages on it over, over the years, and um, even reading and thinking and, and praying about it uh, again this week. Um, it's just so much that I could say um, about these personal times with God, so much I want to say about these times with God, to take us to the scripture and get inspired by some of the examples we see, to, to talk through some of the really practical ways um, that we can do it as well. Um, but I just, yeah, obviously wanted today to be about yeah, just hearing and learning from each other and also just had a sense that this needs to be a really simple uh, and clear uh, message and the way that we start our time together this year. And so with as much just clarity and, and conviction uh, as I can muster, I hope, I hope you hear this, really hear this. You need to spend time with Jesus for yourself. That's the message. You need to find times and places and, and ways just to be in communion with God. Uh, and as was alluded to by a couple of people, there's no replacement for that. I can't do that for you. <laughs> Listening to a podcast can't do that for you. Just actually to get alone and to be with God. And so as disciples, I think we must constantly circle back and renew our commitment to this most vital practice, to being with God for ourselves. You know, last year we did the uh, NCLS um, survey together and, and nearly one in three of us have basically a daily pattern of retreating and being with God. And it was so encouraging for me is uh, coming in to read that and see that that's already built into the, into the practice of so many lives. And so I just want to cheer that on and champion you in that. Please be consistent and continue to pursue God in your life and, and bless you uh, as you do. You know, that same survey revealed that one in four of us, about a quarter of our church, uh, hardly ever um, has those patterns, those rhythms of retreating to be with God. And obviously there's a range uh, in between. And so today I just really want to hear, uh, or to extend an invitation, uh, that if you are somebody that's just never got that going for whatever reason, or you wouldn't know where to start, maybe you find it hard, or maybe you are in a pattern, but you're finding it, it's all got a bit ho-hum and it's a bit stale and, and you're needing a little bit of freshness. Uh, I'd love to come alongside you and help in whatever way I can for you to discover and to build into your life those things that are going to cultivate that inner life with God. So I'm going to shoot an email out this week. All you've got to do is hit reply to that one because I don't want to just get up here publicly and say, hey, we should all do this and, and not be prepared to personally come alongside you and help as well. So did you hear that invitation this morning? Yeah, good. You need to spend time with Jesus for yourself, to find times and places and ways to be with the one that you love. And as you do, blessed is the one whose delight is in the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. They will be like, you will be like, a tree planted by streams, bearing fruit in season, leaves not withering, in everything that you do, prospering. This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.info.